I'll read something from The Awakened Soul by Gibran. God has given you a spirit with wings on which to soar into the spacious firmament of love and freedom. It is not a pitiful thing. It is, it is, not, is it not pitiful then that you cut your wings with your own hands and suffer your soul to crawl like an insect upon the earth? How can I lose faith in the justice of life when the dreams of those who sleep upon feathers are not more beautiful than the dreams of those who sleep upon the earth. And there's a flyer in the back on the table about a workshop that Laura's going to be doing. It's over several months. It's called The Spiritual Tools, and it's taken from a few of the uh, classes I did a few years ago, back in 97, I think, or 98, something like that on spiritual tools, and it starts on April 2nd, um, and it'll be here at the uh, center from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., is that right? No? Yeah. Go by the flyer, up, go by up here? Okay, so it'll be from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. starting July, oh no, uh, April 2nd. And then there's an additional class uh, July 2nd as well. So. Be sure to pay attention to the sticker up here. It explains a little bit more about the times and everything. If you have any questions, because I'm probably not as clear as I could be right now, call Laura, da Laura Keston. She'll give you the information. Oh, boy. Did that do it justice? No. <laughs> Why don't you say something? It'd be better, because I'm not quite with it yet. Say more than just something. Go ahead and explain about the... Hello. Okay. <clears throat> I just did this workshop in Michigan this past weekend. Uh, we did it over a weekend instead of over four months, and it was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. And and we listened to the tape, and we do exercises following each one of the tools. So um, I just encourage you to come and join us and see what it's like. It's over four months, um, and we meet for four hours over four months. So it's, not, it's pretty good. That's all. That's all? That's all, folks. <laughs> so she's doing a workshop for the spiritual tools, and I'm in the works of putting together something called the spiritual pools. So if you, anybody want to join me on that one. <laughs> Is that it? Pronouncements? As far as I know. I don't know others. Unless we want to talk about this weekend, but everybody that's signed up for the meditation retreat has, I think, all the information. So that's pretty much done. So would you like to start? Okay. So I guess one of the things I'd like to talk about tonight is the process of expanding into spirit. And I really enjoyed the meditation. It, it's really fun for me. Every class, every time we do the meditation, it just all unfolds for me right in the meditation. And if you really pay attention to the meditation and allow yourself to expand into the greater awakening inside, you might even really know what we're going to talk about the whole night. Because it really takes place during meditation. And that door is open. And then the rest of the time is a way to keep the door open, to share about those techniques and tools about 
how we can do that, and how we can really live our lives more in such a way that we can experience that greater expansion into that movement of loving into the divine. And this meditation this evening, for me, was a nice experience of always another step, of always another level. Because quite often I find myself just sharing about the mind, the emotions, and the body and how to move past that into an awakening to the soul that we are. And every now and then, like this evening in the meditation, it's nice to also be reminded of that next step. Well, then what? Once we awaken to the soul that we are and we wake up and know that truth, then what happens? What's the next part of the journey? There is another step. The next part of the journey is now, once again, just like in meditation where we go in and up. And then when we're here, we also look into and go up through the astral causal, mental, etheric, and into the soul realm. And then in soul, we once again go in and up, and we begin to look up into the realms of spirit to begin now that greater journey of the soul's journey now back into the heart of God. And it was really interesting because this evening when we were doing that, we said now begin to look to that greater light and allow that light of loving, of God's true, pure love, to lift you, the soul that you really are, that divine spark, back into that greater oneness with itself. That in that is as I was speaking that, I was aware of this movement within me that really stretched me. I really felt this expansion take place. And in that expansion, I became aware of literally, it's almost like I could feel a physical type of sensation of an energetic stretching to really go beyond and to expand into that which is beyond what some people call your comfort zone. But it's not even that. It's beyond that. The comfort zone is still the realms of time and space. The greater expansion, there is no boundaries. There is no limitations. There is no comfort zones to stretch into. It is simply in those realms an expansion of consciousness, a true experience of moving into that greater fullness and oneness in that ocean of love and mercy, which is God's pure being. That's a whole different journey than the journey to the soul. And now I'm in a funny place because as I try to now talk about that, I'm at a loss of words right now. And I just love it when that happens. Are you laughing at me? <laughs> Please do. With you. I always laugh at fools. <laughs> well, I got to demonstrate the spiritual fool, so. I really have no clue at the moment what I'm going to be saying. But one of the things I hope to get across and I always enjoy in acknowledging my own personal process, that as I do that, that you get to, even in seeing my process, maybe become aware of your own. Because right now, just as in the meditation, I experience this expansion in that stretching of awakening into yet a greater level that was unknown to me. And here I am trying to be in that presence, to expand, to find words, to share in such a way that in that expansion, I could even feel this level of warmth of like an embarrassment type of a thing. 
And I realized those are the types of limitations that I just placed upon myself in whatever way. That it is up to me to begin to move beyond those limitations. And so as I continue that journey inside to expand and to move into that greater oneness and spirit, that it begins to push away, it begins to dissolve, begins to stretch all those barriers that are inside of me that have been placed between me and God. Truly placed between me and God. And in all ways, in a sense, the world has put these upon us. But at the same time, we have chosen into those experiences. And it is by that freedom of choice, of choosing into the realm of time and space and all that goes with it, is how we come into this world to learn through our experience. And it's simply the same process of freedom of choice. Just as we've chosen to come into this world, to learn what comes with this world, to experience and all that goes with that, it is the same process now as we begin to turn from this world and turn back into the realms of spirit. That is, we now make that choice to travel the inner journey into that greater experience inside. That in that choice now, we begin to move into the greater experience of what comes with that. And part of that process is to begin now to move beyond the barriers, the limitations, the restrictions, the illusions that we've chosen into. If you can really understand and get what I'm saying here, you realize you've always been the one with the authority and the power. You have always been the one with the authority and the power. All you've done is chosen to experience this realm of time and space. That's it. You have freely chosen to experience the mind, the emotions, the unconscious, the subconscious, the imagination, the physical body. It was a free choice. You chose to do that. And it was God who gave you the choice. And you chose freely. Remember that. You've always had the freedom. You have always had the freedom. And as you awaken to that freedom once again, you will begin to awaken to know the power has always been with you. The authority has always been with you. It's never left. You simply have forgotten about that. Because as you made the choice to come into this land of illusion, these mirrors, the smoke and mirrors, kind of blinded you. It let the memory of that greater light, that greater power that you are, just fall asleep. It's as simple as that. You fell asleep. And so now as you choose to awaken through that freedom of choice, you begin to awaken. You begin to really experience now that which you've come from. It is simply a choice. And as you keep choosing that, that power within you that has always been there begins to simply come awake. Sometimes you may hear that as reclaiming your power, of empowering yourself, of taking your authority or taking your power back from where you've placed it in the world. Those are all simply names to describe that process of the soul awakening to the knowing of itself. To know thyself. The claim to acknowledge the divine within. And the more you claim and acknowledge that, the more that power awakens, the more it is revealed to you, the more you know that. And the more you know that, the more you choose. So simply keep choosing. And in the choosing, it'll continue to awaken. It's a very simple process of you choosing and then allowing that choice to now come back to you. You choosing and allowing that choice to come back to you. You loving God and allowing God to love you. 
you choosing God and allowing God to choose you. It's a very simple process. It's a circle of loving. It's a wonderful circle of loving. And the more you choose into that, and the more you live that, breathing it in and breathing it out, the more it lifts you, the more you move into the greater fullness. And as that fullness within you expands, it begins to now dissolve all those limitations, all the illusions that you freely chose, you chose into. It's simply a choice. So now keep choosing the divine. Choose the greater expansion. Choose the greater freedom. Choose a greater experience of the loving. Even as I'm talking, even as you walk through the day with your eyes open, even during your meditation, make that your only choice. Make that your only choice. And in that, you'll get the greater fullness. In that, you'll get the greater experience. Anything short of that, just simply realize there's yet a part of you still asleep and still expanding through those experiences of the illusion. But if you choose the freedom, if you freely make the choice, that is what empowers you because you do have that authority to do so. And it is up to you to do that. Nobody can give that to you and nobody can take that away from you. It's your freedom of choice. And as you do that, you get the results. You get what goes with that. So as you keep choosing God, guess what? You get more of God. And that's a wonderful choice. And it's simply a process of repetition, of doing it daily, doing it throughout the day. Just as we came into these realms, we had to keep choosing into these realms to come into all the experiences that go with this world. So now do the same. It's a wonderful journey because as you now retrace your footsteps and your journey back home to God, you're going to go through yet the physical experiences that are for you to learn and experience. You're going to go through the realm of imagination and experience the fantasies, the expectations, the wants, the desires, the lusts, the greeds, all of that. But realize that's not what you want or need to choose now. It really is up to you to choose. If you choose not into the greeds, the lusts, the desires, the wants, that's your choice. Realize the freedom. If that's not what you want, say, I choose God. I choose the loving. I choose the freedom. I choose that greater joy that is of the spirit. And every time you make that choice, you now have made a choice that is going to free you of those greater things that are in the world, in the imagination. And it will begin to carry you now into the realm of the emotions. And as you go through the emotions, the ups and downs, the rivers, the lakes, the meandering, peaceful, quiet, the rough, torrent, rapids, you're going to go through all that. But just keep you choosing the loving. Because every time you choose that, it begins to lift you beyond, beyond all those levels. And then into the mind. Just simply choosing the loving. One of the things to pay attention to on this inner journey, that as you choose the loving, keep in mind that the Holy Spirit will begin to lift you through the realms to draw you back unto itself. And part of that journey is retracing now through those experiences, through those levels. And so as you experience those things of the body, the imagination, the emotions, and in the mind, just realize those are just simply experiences in those realms and those levels. And that that is not you. You're not stuck. 
You don't have to believe and think this is how it's going to be. You don't have to live the mind. You don't have to live the emotions, imagination of the body. Keep choosing the loving. And the more you choose that, it'll continue to dissolve the illusion and you'll keep awakening and going higher beyond the mind now into the realm of unconscious. And at first you'll begin to go unconscious and fall asleep because that's what goes with that level. But in that, as you keep choosing God and keep choosing the loving, that loving will light the way. That loving will make conscious the unconscious that you can begin to see with clear perception that path through the unconscious, through that void, that dark realm, and into the land of the soul, into the first true pure realm of spirit as you just keep choosing. Well, we made it back to Seoul. And maybe I'll let Jim take you the rest of the journey. <laughs> What's interesting, what? I, I just want to say one last thing. It, it, this is my acknowledgement because it really is a personal journey and I can really only share with you to the level that I'm awake and that I know. And I'm still in my process of expanding into that greater fullness of God consciousness, that which is well beyond soul. And I'm still in that journey myself. I've awakened to the soul that I am I've awakened into the realm of the spirit, but I am yet still on that journey of greater expansion to the greater knowing of the fullness of God. And that's part of the reason why I wasn't able to share that I had a loss of words, because there's a part of me that can talk about a, a part of that journey, but not the greater fullness. And if I tried to do that, in a sense, I would be living a lie. That would be me choosing to live a lie. And I choose not to do that. And that's why there's no words for me to share. And so really, truly, to honor my spirit and to honor the spirit within you, I can only share the truth of what I know through my own experience. And so it's always enjoyable for me to be right here in the class and go through my own process as I'm aware of that flow of loving and sharing from my experience, but also honoring when there's an area where maybe I don't have that experience yet in conscious awareness and to let that be okay and not to make like I do know or to try to, my mind, try to figure it out and try to describe that. Because really as we share, you get the essence of the energy by which we're sharing. And I would rather choose to share the loving and that greater spirit rather than some mental makeup of something. And so I do that for myself. And I know as long as I honor that and do that for myself, I also do that for you in sharing that I'm honest and open in that in that beingness, so that I don't deceive myself or deceive others. And that brings me great joy and freedom by really honoring that. So that, I just wanted to make a confession. <laughs> I've forgiven myself. <laughs> well, it's interesting, you know, hearing Brian talk a little bit and what I saw in meditation. Oftentimes, we think we are beginning a spiritual journey the moment we 
begin to sit down and meditate or we begin to go to church or we begin to do something that is called spiritual in nature. But in truth, we began a spiritual journey at the very moment God created our soul. And since then, our soul has been on a spiritual quest. And that quest has been to be one who wakes up into the divine knowing of self as God, as a part of the living essence of God, and to truly live that in its fullest by being an instrument of that loving. An instrument of loving is done so by being one who is totally focused on the Lord, loving God first and all, and being open and vulnerable to allow God's loving to come in and to fill you and to be a living instrument, to be a living demonstration, to be a living manifestation of that loving. And that spiritual quest began the very moment that your soul came into being and God began to love you. And in that loving, you began to move throughout all of God's creation to have experience, to have awareness, of God's presence, of God's manifestation in the spiritual realms and even down into this physical creation that we're in now. This journey that you're on throughout this life from this birth to the moment of your death is a part of your spiritual journey. It doesn't begin at the moment of initiation or the moment you learn about prayer. It, it began a long time ago and what you're experiencing here is just another part of this great book of life. Many years ago, when I was a child, I went up into spirit with a teacher, and he took me on a wonderful journey. We went up to a top of a mountain and entered into a cave, and there was this book. And we walked up, and I waited for him to open it, and he said, no, you have to open that book. And I said, I have to, why? He said, that's your book of life. You're the one who has to open that book. I cannot open it for you. It's not mine to open. And so I went over and I opened it, and I began to look at my spiritual journey, at all of that I have experienced in my quest of coming into the fulfillment of myself as a loving essence of the Lord and truly living that in its fullness. And as I turned page by page, I didn't see lifetime after lifetime. I saw experiences of me ever moving forward on this journey of understanding, on this journey of experience, on this journey of waking up and knowing who I am as a living child of God, as a living, loving essence of the Lord. And as I was turning the page, he finally stopped and he said, what do you think this book is? And I said, it's wonderful. It's fascinating. I want to remember all this. And he said, there's nothing to remember because you're living it. Every day, every breath, you're living what you're reading. The experiences that you had at the very beginning of the book live with you today are an, exp an expression of you today. You're experiencing it. You're expressing it. And you're expanding all that that is your journey. You're expanding every moment, every experience into greater knowing, greater awareness, greater manifestation of the loving that you are. 
even when you go into the darkest part of the journey where things seem to be hellish, miserable, you feel so separated from yourself and from others and from God and from loving. That's a part of the journey as well. And that's some of the greatest part of the journey because in that part of the journey, you truly are learning what it's like not to live the truth of who you are and to live in the illusion. And in that journey in the darkest part of your life, in your darkest part of your experiences, is where you truly begin to search out the greater light, the greater loving, the greater truth that you are. So honor and love all of that that you were reading, all of that that you were seeing in all these pages. And I said, why are you telling me that? He said, I saw what you did. The pages that were full of light and that were joyful and where it really made you feel the loving, you stayed with them and you looked at them and you absorbed more of the essence that was there. But those pages that had shadows and darkness and didn't represent to you that which you want to be, you turned past very quickly. He said, now go back and spend as much time with those that have the shadows and the darkness on them as you did with those that had the light and the loving. And learn from what that was and see what is the lesson there. So I began to turn the pages back until I got to some of those shadowed pages. And I paused. And it was so funny because I was looking at the pages, but at the same time, there was a part of me that was waiting for him to say, okay, you can turn the page now. You know, I was just kind of waiting and hoping. And he finally said, we're not turning the page till you really understand, until you really experience that which is here. Don't wait for me. It's up to you. And so finally, I just relaxed, and I decided I would just go for it. And I began to just be with the shadows and the darkness that was on these pages that was in front of me. And as I did, the shadows rose up and began to try to take me over. And I began to be fearful that somehow I was going to lose the essence of the spirit that I was living in that moment. And that somehow I'd be drawn in to the page that was dark and gloomy and in separation from loving. So as it began to take over me, I began to feel myself shake and be fearful. And I began to find myself going into this prayerful state of crying out, help, help. I looked to the teacher inside and, I, and he wasn't willing to help me. And I looked out to God and I said, help, help. What do I do? I don't want to go back into this. I don't want to live this hell anymore. And suddenly something inside of me, not outside of me, inside of me said, then be the truth that you are. Be the divine, living, loving essence that you are. So I calmed down, I took a deep breath, and I began to center myself. And I began to hold my attention at the seat of the soul, at the spiritualized center, and I just began to say to God, I love you, I love you. And whatever I am to experience here now, I do it in loving. I do it in loving of you. I do it in loving with you. And I invite you into this experience with me so that I truly know the loving in this experience. And at that moment, everything went dark. 
And I thought, oh, shit, it didn't work. <laughs> I thought, now I've done it. I've lost. This is it. I went deeper and deeper into the darkness. And it was so dark, I couldn't see the book. I couldn't see the cave. I couldn't see the teacher. I was just in total darkness. And in the darkness, I began to move into a sense of separation because there was nothing there. I couldn't see anything. And I realized I wasn't feeling anything either. I couldn't feel loving. I couldn't feel fear. I was feeling nothing. And then I went, oh, I know where I am. I'm in the unconscious. I've entered into the realm of the unconscious where there is nothingness. And as I went into that, I began to see a dim, dim light starting to show up. And as I looked through this realm of unconscious, of this place of nothingness, this void, I began to see all these different people, souls, sitting around, laying down in deep, deep meditation. And they were just kind of floating there in the nothingness, in this state of meditation. And I'm looking around, and nobody has their eyes open. Nobody's aware. They're all just in this state of peace and quiet of the nothingness. And so I started to close my eyes. I thought, oh, I guess I should do that too because that's what everybody else is doing. So I started to close my eyes, and I could feel the nothingness starting to come in where I would just merge into that nothingness, and I realized I don't want that. I don't want to go into unconsciousness. I don't want to go into nothingness. I want to stay present so I can be in loving with the Lord. So I opened my eyes, and I looked around, and the light started coming back a little bit. It was just very dim, very, very faint, but you could see these beings as the light got a little bit brighter out, all these souls just being in meditation in the nothingness. So I looked around and I said, I don't want to be like this. I don't want to be like them in this state of peace that they think they're in, which is really just nothingness. And so I began to go back inside and I began to call out to God, God, what do I do? And God inside said, find me here. Where am I in this state of nothingness? And immediately I started looking out going, okay, where are you? You know, like this. And that's what we always seem to do down here too. We're always looking for the answer out here. We're always looking for God out here. It's out here somewhere. Well, I know better than that. But there I was in the state of unconsciousness and I was looking out, okay, where are you? Where are you? And then I realized, wait a minute, that's the game I don't want to fall for. That will get me back in the trap. So I went back inside and I said, I know where you are, Lord. I know where you reside. You dwell within me. You are that divine spark that gives me life, that gives me expression, that gives me opportunity to wake up into the fullness of you, myself. And as I began to realize that and wake up into that, I began to rise up, 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 up. And as I did, I went back into the cave. Well, I guess I woke up in the cave. I'm not sure. All of a sudden, I was in the cave. And there was a book in front of me. And in the pages of this dark, gloomy, shadowy place, there was a scene. And it was of me floating in this unconscious place eons and eons ago, just floating there, floating there, floating there. I had been in the nothingness. I was one of these that had been in meditation and come to this place 
that so many people in this world think as of bliss, as Buddha consciousness, as the place of the ultimate. I there had been there myself and come to that place where I thought I had reached the ultimate and that this was God. And as I watched the pages, I looked and I saw someone walking through this unconscious place. And he would go around, and not with everybody, but with a few people that were in meditation, he would walk up and he would touch them on the third eye and just keep walking. And those that opened their eyes, those that actually had enough awareness to feel that and open their eyes to see what was that, what's going on, he would finger to them, come, come with me. And those that did get up and follow, he led them on up above the unconscious and into the first elements of the soul realm to wake them up into the reality that there was something greater than where they were. To realize that there is an existence beyond this nothingness that they thought was a state of bliss, a state of God. And I watched and I saw when he walked by this one and I, when he touched that person's third eye, I felt it. I felt it right here. And I realized what I was witnessing was myself in that state of unconsciousness being led higher into a greater state of knowing. And I realized in that moment that that's what all of us are looking for. We're waiting for that touch, that touch of loving, that divine moment where we begin to feel the call to go higher within ourselves. And it begins within. It isn't something out here. It's a stirring that takes place inside. So in that, as I began to turn the pages again, he asked me, he said, do you know what you're looking at? And I said, well, you said it was the book of my life. And he said, but what else would you call this? And I go, I don't know. And he said, it's your Bible. This is your Bible, your holy book. This is the story of the life quest of your soul from its very beginning to the very end of its quest and when it returns back into the oneness with God. And I said, can I look at the last page then? And he said, you know the last page. You're living the last page. You are the last page. Why do you need to look at that? And he said, what you're to do is to go out and help people realize that they are the holy book of themselves. They are living the journey. That just as the Bible tells the story of a journey of one soul from its time of awakening at the moment of its creation to the time of its ascension back into the awakening of a oneness with God. So each of us have our own sacred book of our own journey of our own soul. And it's not to look outside and try to emulate someone else's journey but rather to find and honor and respect and love our own. 
And as he said that, I realized something, that I had begun to really look deeper into churches, into different spiritual practices that churches were presenting, reading the Bible, studying the path of Jesus, the life of Jesus, and trying to emulate it, trying to, to do that, to try to find a greater sense of God and loving in my life than I knew. And I realized that in the moment that he was sharing that with me, that it wasn't for me to follow in Jesus' footsteps, but rather to walk the path that I am to walk, that God has destined for me. God has a path for each of us to walk, for each of us to journey upon, to have experience on. And each one is different. And it's for us to honor our differences and to honor our experiences and to stay present with those experiences that are taking place right now and to learn from them, to grow from them, not to become one who does not want to take responsibility, who does not want to have experience, but to be one who truly walks with loving, with awareness, with gratefulness for anything and everything. I learned that when I had cancer. When I was laying there in the hospital and the doctor came into me to share with me the diagnosis. When I heard the words, you have cancer, there was a part of me that sort of jumped a little bit with joy. And I don't even know why. Other than there was a part of me that was grateful that I was on a new experience, a new journey, a new opportunity. I would have to say a little bit, though, there was a part of me that thought, well, maybe this is my way out. Maybe I could now go on into spirit. I'm done here in this physical form, and I can journey elsewhere. So that may have been a little bit a part of the, the jump of joy in me. But I also know that there was a jump of joy in me for the opportunity to move into experience of greater awareness, of greater knowing, of loving and illness, of loving in this part of the journey of life. And we all have it in some form or another. Nobody has a perfect body. We all have our aches and our pains, our complaints, our situations, our illness, our problems. We all do. 